At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. This happens sometimes when Brad and I record in which we start sending texts going, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> And then we go, eh, not really much to talk about. We'll, we'll create some stuff, keep it short. And then stuff happens, and then we have to oh, talk yeah. about it. All right. Well, so it's, first... it's a Monday after Thanksgiving, so I think, you know, <laughs> baseball front offices are back. They're yeah. doing some things. Signings and... going on today. Yeah. All right. So the yeah, first about thing, time. Let, let, let's talk about the first thing, because I do have a special – It's it's the first ever edition – of the judge report that we're going to do today. <laughs> it may be the last, who knows? You may sign soon and then the, the bit's over and, and, yeah. and it's a one and done. But before we do that, uh, you had sent me a text earlier about this committee who is going to vote for the hall of famers who are up for, uh, the, the, uh, elect, uh, bit cont- gosh, contemporary baseball era i know (laughs) right here contemporary baseball era ballot we we looked at this and we were kind of trying to think like are these going to be writers how many are they going to be players it's like almost all players which uh, i I guess i'd say majority players one two three four five six seven so seven out of the twelve 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So, so 7 out of the 16, so almost 50%, uh, are going to vote on whether folks of the likes of Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Fred McGriff, uh, are, are going to make the Hall of Fame. And when we originally talked about this, we were kind of thinking like, oh, you know, who's going to be in this this contemporary baseball era committee and Does it mean that they'll have a better chance or a worse chance? And so I'm going to read off the players and executives who are on this list. And I want you to tell me if you think this is going to be easier or harder because Bonds was kind of going up and to the right. He probably needed like three or four more years. But as the older writers kind of stopped doing it and and they, they brought in younger eyeballs in there, it's quite yeah. possible that he could have made it, but they, they, it's now, it was now only 10 years. Previously, they had 15 years, and if it was the old way, Bonds probably gets in. Okay. Let, let, let's go one by one with easier or harder. We don't have to get into each one, but I okay. think I, I want to tally. I want to tally this because I'm bad at math. So I, need to, <laughs> I need a pen, and I need a paper because I'm old. All right, let's do this. Okay, the first one is Chipper jones i say easier with that one okay you think chipper 
because he played against Barry? Like, what would the reasoning be? He comes I a little th- bit after, like, he comes uh, in the generation a little bit after Barry, but you think it's right. going to be a, a, an easier vote to get than from, like, a old-school baseball writer? Yeah, yeah, I think so, because I, I think Chipper being a player, being who he was, um, yes, he was a hard-nosed player, but he was a forgiving type of person. I don't think he was uh, – he was not that hard-assed of a of a player where he thought I did things right, everybody <laughs> else did things wrong. Yeah, that would be my first question. Are we sure that Chipper didn't d- dilly dally? Mm, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, he, we he should he, ask him. He, I mean, he get he was pretty much the the same size as his entire career. So there's no yeah, exactly. physical evidence of anything happening. Yeah. Um. All right. So the the voting, by the way. The results are going to be announced live on the MLB Network on December the 4th. So December the 4th is this Saturday. Wow. So that's soon. Uh, Okay. Next person, Greg Maddox. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with harder on that one because he's a pitcher. So I think that's harder for bonds. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you because that was the whole thing about these pitchers, right? Is they were facing guys who were, were taking steroids, but then they kind of fought back and you had to get some of the pitchers start to (laughs) to get a lot bigger uh, to fight back. You know, that was the reason it wasn't because they wanted to do it. It's because they needed to fight back against, uh, against these hitters. You okay. Eric Gagne, uh, Eric Gagne wasn't just naturally yoked. <laughs> Dude, <it was> giant. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so next person on this list is Jack Morris. And this is an interesting one. Yeah. Not, for, not for any reason other than the fact that it had, it had come out not too long ago that he was like, like being very sexual with female writers and stuff. Like it was really weird. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry to laugh at that, but yeah, it's kind female of female like, employees, right? Because he was doing yeah. uh, he was doing uh, color commentary, I think. On yeah, games. it was during his his broadcasting days, and I'm sure if it was during his broadcasting days, uh, yeah, a little bit more during his playing days. But that one, I'm gonna say harder because old school Jack Morris, '90s, '80s, '90s pitcher. Um, so I'm gonna say harder on that one. Yeah, you're probably right about that. You're probably right about that one. This guy threw ten innings in a World Series one time, so I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think he's probably a, a nay on that. Okay, yeah. Here's here's an interesting one. Uh, when we were growing up, the everyone said this guy was the best defensive second baseman in, in all of baseball, and he hit very well. I think. Jeff Kent's numbers are very favorable with his Ryan Sandberg with Rhino. I'm going to say harder as well. And I, and I think I'm looking more at like when I did, it's not scientific. Trust me. Um, I think I'm just looking at eras. Mm -hmm. Um, If you didn't play on the field with bonds, if yes. So if you played on the field with bonds, I think a player is going to be more forgiving because they're also going to see like, well, we saw bonds before and after, and he was really kind of the same hitter, just more power. But, but other than that, I mean, all around the guy was, 
Yeah, I mean, you don't take steroids and and have a ridiculously awesome eye that you know starts before. Um, so so with Rhino, I'm gonna have to say harder because again, not on the field with him. Although you know what, I think they did cross era a little bit for maybe just a few years. Um, you know what? That's a tough one. I'm gonna give that one an easier. Interesting. I think as a hitter, I, I think as a hitter, Rhino sees that played against the Pittsburgh Pirates, probably sees that and says, Bonds is a Hall of Famer. So Sandberg didn't retire until 1997. Wow. Okay. So he played a long time. He played yeah. uh, he even, I was thinking just Pittsburgh, but gosh, he played uh, for the Cubs. That's right. 89. He, he played with the exception of going. one year in 1981. Cause he got, I think he was brought up by uh, Philadelphia. He played every single year with the Cubs. I didn't, I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. So next one uh, is Lee Smith. <laughs> probably stared down the tunnel at Bonds in a ninth inning or two in his career, though he pitched a lot in the American League. I'll have to look that up. He did. Uh, I, I'm going to go, but Lee Smith was with the Cubs in 89. Uh, and then, so he has to have pitched against 87. Bonds. So Lee Smith from 80 to 87 was with the Cubs. Then he went to Boston. Okay. Then he came back in 90. Uh, through 92 with St. Louis. And then he he was mostly American League until the very end of his career, one year in Cincinnati, one year in Montreal. So yeah, he, he I'm sure he faced Bonds a handful, a handful of times. I'm going to go with easier because I think Lee Smith is a respect type of dude. Uh, usually relievers, I'm going to give relievers the easier edge because they seem to give a little more respect to the, uh, to the hitters than starting pitchers do starting pitchers have the attitude like you know we're, we're gonna go nine or ten innings against you like jack morris but but i think i think lee smith was like he's a tough out i gotta face him in the night this is a tough out um so i'm gonna go with easier on that one all right this one to me seems like it has to be a done deal the guy sells Nugenics testosterone boosters in late night commercials. None other than Frank Thomas. Yes. Frank <laughs> Thomas. Frank Thomas has not been tied to steroids, <laughs> but Frank Thomas knows hitting. Frank Thomas knows power. And, and yes, I'm going to go with easier on this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is an interesting one because this guy had to wait a long time to get into the Hall of Fame. None other than Alan Trammell, someone who's actually even before Barry's, uh, before Barry's era, he he was playing, and I think he was playing in the late seventies, early eighties. Uh, when did he retire? Look what look up when he retired because it might have been eighty nine, ninety somewhere in there. So he he's seen Bonds, but but again, he was Detroit every year that he played, so he might not have ever seen Bonds on the field. Seventy seven to 96 every 96. year on Jeez. Detroit. He played until yeah. he was 38 years old. Wow. That is wow. amazing. This dude hit, hit 329 at the age of 35 in 1993. Wow. 
Yeah, I mean, he was a fantastic player. Why he, why it took so long for him to get into the Hall of Fame, I have no idea. Um, but again, another guy like Ryan Sandberg, who was around the era, uh, was kind of gone right before the steroid era, 98. I mean, the steroids were before that, but, but before the home run chase of 98 and then 99, 2000 and on. Um, man, that's a tough one. I, I'm going to stick with my Rhino theory and the same thing and go with easier. I'm going to say easier, but I think it is because Alan Trammell knows he knows the patience that it took when he finally got in, right? He's like, yeah. I, it took me forever, this long road. You know, he retired, like I said, he retired in – uh, 1996. He didn't get in Hall of Fame until 2018. So you're talking I, 22 years. So yeah, I think I would think that he would have some sympathy for for Barry, and I think that it would. Uh, I think he would say yes. So uh, now we don't know the executives very well. Paul Beeston, Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein is sort of in charge of. Uh, making baseball great again. I guess that's yeah. his, uh, that's kind of what his, what his job is is to just think about the future of the game and and come up with, come up with ideas. Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, Kim Ng, uh, and Dave St. Peter and Ken Williams. I'm gonna say Kim Ng probably says yes. I, I'm gonna say Theo Epstein okay. says yes because he like wants that. he wants this stuff to happen. Right? He he wants yeah. these guys to get in. Uh, Ken Williams is interesting. I don't know Dave St. Peter or Paul Beeston very well. Uh, Artie Moreno, who knows? I, I would have no idea what he would even think. I, I'm shocked at that because Artie Moreno has a baseball team up for sale right now. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I'm just kind of that. That's that's another odd choice. Um, but but I'm I'm right with you on on Kim Ng. I'm right with you on Theo. I, I, I Artie Moreno. I mean, from the way Angels fans talk about him, I, does he even know what he's voting on? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with yes because he saw what Bonds did to that team in the uh, uh, 2002 World Series. Um, half of the Angels in 2002 were yoked on roids. Um so I don't know if he's that discerning when it comes to his choices on that. So I'm going to go with easier on that one as well. All right. So now we have writers, uh, and I don't know too much about these writers. Uh, Steve Hurd, Lavelle Neal, and Susan Slusser. Susan writes mm-hmm. for the uh, the Bay Area. Uh, she, I think she used to be an A's beat writer. Now yeah. she's a Giants beat writer. I, I was just kind of looking uh, about what, what what she did in the past because I think she had a Hall of Fame vote in the past, and she said um, she was limiting her considerations to on-field results because many overseers and ena- enablers of the steroid era have been inducted, including Bud Selig. So that sounds yeah. like it, it's pretty good for Barry. Uh, but I don't know. Do, do we have 12 there out of that 16? I'm not sure that there's an easy 12. Well, our according to the tallies here, again, non-scientific, <laughs> I've, got, I've got nine. I've got nine easier votes. And that's without, you know, knowing some of the other writers. And, 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 and that's um, 
that's hoping that some of these people do not swing the other way. All right. right. So we're, right. we're going to have to send them candy grams and all kinds <laughs> of stuff to sweeten the pot a little bit. <laughs> all right. So we'll get to see Saturday if they get in now, what I could not figure out, I, I, uh, what if they don't get in, do they get a chance to do this again in like a couple years? Um, you know, I, I don't know. Find- I, I was wrong on the date, by the way. It's I think it's Sunday. Okay, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I mixed up. I mixed that up. So Sunday. Um, but yeah, we we'll we'll uh, we'll be rooting, man. We we want this to happen, obviously. Uh, but I understand why people don't want it to happen. I I was a lot more public in my frustration with the voting system when it was pretty clear that guys who were questionable about steroids were getting in. I don't want to name them, but I I was very tuned into physiques in in, in the late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. There are some guys who just look giant who were getting in and not, you know, people. I think people were kind of closing their eyes just because they didn't know. So I'm with Susan. We don't know, and how can we discern? It's it's really impossible, right? Like I'm sure there's guys who. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure there are guys in the Hall of Fame right now who took steroids. Like, it's oh, not even a hundred percent, or amphetamines, or whatever else. I mean, you know, the '70s and '60s were probably, you know, packed with amphetamines and cocaine and different things because I mean, they played played 162 games and they didn't have the, uh, you know, they didn't have the medical staffs that we have nowadays or the uh, training or anything else. So when you were hurting and you had to play the next day, there were things that aided and helped you. And, and, you know, that's, that's an aid. That's, it was illegal, but they were still doing it. And like you said earlier too, all you have to do is say Bud Selig, Bud Selig (laughs) is in the hall of fame, but if Bud Selig is in the hall of hall of fame, the whole you just throw all your theories about well you know this guy this and this guy that yeah just throw it all out the window because uh, you know they they've just told you right there that they've opened up the Hall of Fame to questionable activities, um, and just you know get Barry in there for crying out loud yeah when Bud when Bud said he had no idea about the steroids stuff I was like really I knew about steroids when I was like thirteen years old what is the problem yeah exactly with you? there's no I in team but there is one in Indeed and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours when you're hiring you need Indeed instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. 
Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Uh, All right. Now we have a special segment. I'm very excited for this. It is the first ever judge report. I even have a little sound effect here. <laughs> I wish see, I wish I was good in graphics. And that's something I want to learn is how to do graphics well. Because yeah. I have the software. I just need to sort of, you know, do do some research and practice. So we're only going to get a for for the YouTube folks, we're only going to get a still photo here. But we do have a little bit of sound effects. So it's the first ever. Judge yeah. report. <laughs> I, had I, the ga- I had to find the gavel sound effect <laughs> online. You didn't somewhere. just put the uh, the recorder up to episode of Judge Judy? Well, I was thinking of, I was, trying, I was trying to think of like, I wanted, you know, order in the court. I wanted to get like a sound effect of that. But, uh, oh, well. All right. We, we, got, we, got, you know, we got to find some Mills Lane, right? Exactly. That's who I was thinking I, of. You know, I, I, work in a, I work in a building named after the guy. I no way. Cool sound effects and stuff. Yeah. Mills Lane. Let's get it on. <laughs> it's a All right. Judge. Yes. I love it. What are we doing in the judge report? So, as we know, last week we were talking about this that Judge was kind of on his way to meet with the team. Also, he lives, or his home, I guess his, his hometown, is in Linden, which is in Northern California, not necessarily the Bay Area. And we were kind of wondering, like, what's going on here? What, you know, how come there's no information coming out of this meeting? And Giants seem to be keeping it quiet. The judge side was keeping it quiet. So I was kind of digging around and just trying to figure out what's the information that's out there. And a week later, or or a little bit less than a week later, here is what we know as far as what happened and and what the writers are are saying about this meeting that the Giants had. So uh, this came out in in a couple of different places. Uh, The Giants, you know, made it fairly easy for for Aaron Judge to sync up with one Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors. And here's something I didn't know. Stephen Curry grew up a Red Sox fan. So when he had the opportunity to try and talk Judge away from the Yankees, he saw that (laughs) as his due diligence as a Red Sox fan to do his best to possibly take someone away (laughs) from the Yankees. So let's see. I mean, maybe Steph Curry has the magic. We'll see. He's, He's a magician on the basketball court. We'll see if he's a magician when it comes to negotiations of free agents. Okay, from yeah, I, saw, I saw that and I was kind of shocked too when I saw that tweet and he said, "I you know I'm doing my due diligence as a Red Sox fan." I go Red Sox fan, and then I started remembering. So where where was he born? Where was he Steph was born? born in the same hospital as LeBron James? Wow! In I think it was in Akron, Ohio, and it's this okay. is because his pops was I think his pops was playing for the Cavs around that time, but I think the majority of his childhood was spent in the north carolina area uh charlotte maybe i have a friend who lives 
near there. She's a diehard Braves fan. <laughs> um, and then he'd spent a lot of time in Toronto as well. But so I don't know where the Red Sox comes from. I'm not exactly well, the, sure. The Carolinas are kind of, aren't they kind of just like a no man's land for baseball? You've got Miami to the South. You've got uh, Atlanta off to the East a little bit or to the West a little bit. And then, yeah, you've got, you know, you've got the East coast teams right there. Um, yeah. It's kind of no man's land. You can, you can pick a team. I remember yeah. when I flew into South Carolina, I flew to Atlanta and it was only like a 20 minute, yeah, 30 minute flight from there to, yeah. So, I mean, you, you pick your team, whoever's winning, right? I guess. Go yeah. I, I mean, you know, the Midwest is, is, is probably just as far away as New York is from yeah. that area. So, yeah. I mean, I guess you do just sort of pick, pick your spot, pick your squad. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you just become a diehard Durham Bulls fan. Maybe that. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> don't pick an allegiance. Just pick a, a minor league team and don't <laughs> care about their affiliation. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The last couple times I was in, uh, in that area, I was like, man, I want to go to a Durham Bulls game. But the problem with that area in the, in the summertime is, oh my God, the bugs. Yes. The the mosquitoes and I'm really I get bit like crazy so but I do want to go. I do want to go to a Durham Bulls game at some point. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So, the writer John Morosi says that multiple meetings and I I said says instead of wrote because what the clip I saw was him on uh and he he was doing a hit on on a baseball show. He said there were multiple meetings with Judge and the Giants all the way up to the ownership level. So he got to talk to everybody, all the levels. He says that once the Giants give an offer, he believes that Judge will make his decision possibly before the end of the winter meeting. So this is like a week and a half. So he thinks it's going to happen sooner than later because we had talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago when we were talking about free agency, how sometimes this stuff can kind of linger. But he seems to believe that Judge is just going to, you know, he got his offer from the Giants. He's talked to the Yankees. I don't know where the Dodgers figure in. We heard some stuff with the Dodgers about maybe they want a little bit of a shorter deal. Uh, but they can always come in late, right? The Dodgers will always be ready to come in and go, Hey, can we get, you know, can, can we talk to you at the 11th hour and you know, Freddie Freeman, they did, they did it Freeman last year. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but he believes it's going to happen sooner than later. So if it's sooner than a week, this will be the only judge report we ever do. And if it is later then uh, maybe we will do a second judge report next week. Okay. John Heyman. The, the infamous John Heyman, only because his Twitter shorthand is terrible. Uh, <laughs> he writes for the New York Post. Yeah, he, he like, he, he, you know yes. how you, you have a teenager and a almost teenager, right? Uh, two teenagers. Okay, so, 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 so your youngest is a teenager. Yeah. Text shorthand drives oh. me nuts. Yeah. I'm like, when I text... It's like full sentences, it's exactly. proper spelling, proper grammar. But these children of ours, they just text in shorthand. 
Oh, that's yeah. how John Heyman tweets. He tweets like a child <laughs> texting. <laughs> so, uh, so John Heyman wrote that while the Giants and Dodgers seem like the biggest threats to sign away superstar Aaron Judge, both carry potential complications in pursuit against the Yankees, who hold edges for Judge in legacy, ballpark, and familiarity. Hmm. So that's pretty interesting because legacy, uh, the Yankees are are very well, you know, the most famous franchise in, in MLB history. Though the last time, since the last time they won an actual World Series, the Giants have won three. So from a legacy standpoint, it's not like the Yankees blow the doors off the Giants. Though I get, I get right. what he's what, he, what he's saying. Now, what do you think about ballpark? Because Judge is not hitting many wall scrapers here, right? Judge is putting no. balls deep in the seats here. Do you think the ballpark actually has an effect on whether or not he wants to uh, leave or not? I don't think so because he's going to get more good weather games being on the West Coast. Um, and and so not necessarily a ballpark thing, but I, I'm wondering if he probably doesn't care too much about ballpark, but more the coast. Uh, he's from the West Coast. He knows that time zone. He's used to that time zone. He grew up in that time zone. He's used to the climate. Um San Diego, Los Angeles. Uh, then when you you know play your interleague games against the A's and the Mariners, you're on this coast, um, and and, it, and it's warmer. I mean, it's warmer in the spring and it's warmer in the fall. Um, so I, I I would lean more towards climate than I would ballpark. I think. Okay, and then the last thing that he mentioned was uh, familiarity, which yeah. You know, that's who, you know, that's who he's played his entire career with. So there's going to be some familiarity there. Uh, And, you know, if this if it means something to him to sort of play his entire career, you know, we were talking about like Alan Trammell and Ryan Sandberg. Um, You know, he has since 2016. And that is seven. His seven year career so far has all been with the Yankees. So if he wants to sign that last contract, um, then, uh, then yeah. And, and, you know, may, maybe get a, if you do sign with the Yankees and you want to stay there for your career, maybe get a no trade clause in there. Um, yeah. Because, uh, as you get older, you know, they, they, it's not to say that they won't ever trade you and, and that you would stay in the same place, but for his control, if that is a big thing to him, uh, yeah, the Yankees would hold the edge there. But what I want what I was kind of interested in is where do the do you think the Dodgers like Dodgers versus Giants? Not only is it a giant rivalry for on the field, but is now becoming kind of like a you know off the field. Like who's going to get the big dogs out of these? You know, there's Trey Turner's out there, and I think the talk is either that the Dodgers bring him back or he goes somewhere in the East Coast. Uh, but yeah, they're always they're going to be. As long as they're both competitive, they're going to be competing for these top-level free agents. Do you think the Giants or the Dodgers hold the edge in 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 the the, the place that Aaron Judge could leave to? I I think the Giants hold the edge over the Dodgers. The Dodgers could probably give him more money, um, <clears throat> probably on a shorter deal. Yeah. Um, I think if he comes, if he leaves the Yankees. 
and goes to a different team, I don't think it's going to be for a short-term deal. It's not going to be for a five-year deal. It's probably not even going to be for a six-year deal. Um, I think it's probably going to be minimum seven years. Because uh, I, I, I just, I mean, he's not going to, he's not going to leave his legacy behind and say, I'm going to head over to a team for four years, five years, see what I could do. And then, and then I'll hop somewhere else. Um, the Dodgers are just one of those teams. It kind of seems like, like you said, they're waiting in the wings. They're going to see what the offers are. They're going, they probably have a hotline with Scott Boris. He's going to give him a call and say, all right, here's our numbers. What do you got <laughs> Dodgers? And then they're going to come with the the highest offer. Is that going to work this time for judge? Honestly, I don't think so. Um, I, and and there's no way we're ever going to find that out because Scott Boris will never let that leak that he yeah. took the lesser of the deals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he took less money so that his client can stay where he wanted to go. Because as soon as that gets out, then all of a sudden Boris loses his luster, right? Yeah. So I, I think I think it's going to be one of those things where he might just take a little bit less money, another year or two on the deal. Uh, to to end up with the Giants, um, so close to home, fan of the team. If he really does love his home, and he really does love to, you know, to, to visit his home, any of those breaks. Well, he's not going to get any All Star breaks because he's going to be at the All Star games most likely. But um, any breaks that there are, uh, he could just hop right to his house, hop right to his hometown. Um, and, and also family, family coming to see his games. That's, you know, if that's important to him, that's a vicinity thing. That's a San Francisco thing. I mean, just, there are so many things and we keep hearing in the media, there's so many things that line up to judge being a, a, a San Francisco giant starting next season. Um, but, but honestly, don't, don't be shocked giants fans and don't hate me for this, but don't be shocked if he signs a seven or eight year deal with the Yankees to stay with them, uh, to continue his pursuit in the Yankee record books. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he would love to play for the giants, but again, when you establish yourself after seven years in an organization and you, you set an American league record for home runs with that organization, that's kind of tough to walk away from, uh, especially if you've got your teammates there, you've got your coaching staff there, you know, you're, um, you know, he's been in and out of the trainer room. He, he knows the trainers. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be completely shocked, but, but, but for me, I think it's Yankees or giants. I, I, I really don't think anybody else is in play uh, at, at the end of all of this. You don't think the, the Mets are going to come in and go, we want to steal you from the Yankees and yeah, got, cause they got the owner who's like I, money. What does money even mean? Well, there, there was that, that article and it was kind of brushed under the rug about uh collusion, possible collusion mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. the Yankees and the Mets when uh Yankees ownership said, we won't pursue judge because that is your player. Yeah. Um, that was interesting. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And, Again, collusion, not collusion. No, I mean you're just well, if you're so, not going to pursue that player, you're not going to pursue that player. What's you either say it or you don't say it. Who cares? But well, here's why they would care is that if that meant we're not going to go after your guy, 
as long as you don't go after our guy, then then you yeah. have problems. Yeah, if, I mean, if you're talking about a, a gentleman's agreement and a handshake deal, yeah, okay, yeah, then then there is a problem. But if you're just talking about a, a, an organization that says, you know, we and and I, I guess I look at it more from a soccer standpoint too, because a, a lot of times soccer teams will come out and say we're not pursuing Ronaldo. That's just not, we don't want him. He's a man, you player and, and we don't want him on our team. So, so that happens quite a bit in, in, in soccer. Um, but I, but I think, yeah, I mean, if there is a deal to say like, we won't go after judge hint, hint, then yeah, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let's get to what we are drinking before we hit our last segment on this show. And uh, I think I've been going first a lot lately. Why don't you go first? All right. So I think I told you last week my wife was at Sam's Club. We love Sam's Club. Uh, I was very jealous when you were telling yeah. me this, by the Do way. Do you not have those in the Bay Area? You don't have No. Sam's Club. The only time okay. I ever heard of Sam's Club was like on a Kanye West song. Like that's the first <laughs> time I ever heard of Sam's Club. <laughs> I think they're a Walmart affiliate. I'm not 100% sure. I got to look that up. But – they do have really good prices on on booze. Um, sometimes they're the same as Total Wine. Sometimes they beat them by like fifteen to twenty dollars. Well, wow. this one right here was was about seventeen dollars cheaper at Sam's Club. That's the one I'm jealous of. Yeah, so it was like thirty six, thirty seven bucks. The Whistle Pig Piggyback Hundred Percent Rye. They have a they have a piggyback uh, just regular bourbon, also aged six years. This is their rye. Um, I love rye bourbon and this is probably the, I, I mean, I'm not probably, it's definitely the best rye I've ever had for sure. So I, I told my wife next time you're there, please grab me another, this <laughs> might, this might go fast. So, and, uh, had a, had a slug with a small ice cube in it to open it up. I think next time I'm going to try it with just like a splash of water. Oh, uh, just to open it up a little bit because it is so um, it's got the nice heat to it right off the first sip. Uh-huh. Uh, but then you lose that when the ice cube opens right, up more. Right. So I think next time I'm just going to go with the splash of water to open it. And, uh, but that heat from it, that rye, Oh, it is so, so good. All right. So I have my highball glass here and I looked up, because I didn't know if this was like sacrilege or anything, but we had some soda from uh, Thanksgiving, and so I had a, had some some Coke Zero, and I was like, oh, just do like a like a Coke and, and whiskey or a Coke and bourbon, Diet Coke. And so then I looked it up, and I was like, I wonder if people do this with rye because I had a I have some some uh, some rye not as nice as yours. But I was like, oh, do people do this right? And it, I mean, it seems like they do. It's not necessarily as popular as as just Jack Daniels and, and Coke or whatever. So I had that. And then I, I went on a walk. So what I've been doing lately is my gym is about, a, I don't know, a little bit less than a mile and a half away. And so I'll go, I'll walk to the gym, then I'll work out. And then I'll walk back. So it's about a 2.75 mile walk oh, nice. plus the workout kind of, kind of works for me. I, I kind of like it. Um, and so on the way back, uh, I 7-Eleven was there and I was like, 
wonder if they have any interesting soda at 7-Eleven. Because I have the I have the Diet Coke at, at home from Thanksgiving. And I was like, I'm just going to go check if they have like anything kind of interesting, like Diet Dr. Pepper Cherry or something. Then maybe I'll get it and I'll, and I'll mix it. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm about to leave. And then I see the uh, the Pepsi... What is the Pepsi Zero called? Pepsi Max or something like that? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I used to get that. Uh, oh, I can't remember what it's called. They have, a, yeah. they have a line called Soda Shop. And I looked it up, and I was like, what is this? Soda Shop. And it was a cream soda, Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, whatever the the line is. Yeah. So I was like, huh, cream soda in a in a cola flavor and a little bit of rye and so yeah i just got i got a you know got a little dangerous there but nice it's i'm not the biggest fan of cream soda but in in the cola flavor with a little bit of cream soda flavoring it's it's actually not too bad so uh so yeah that's what i have today so i don't wonder if you can see this yeah, hey, I guess this isn't even the Pepsi. It's just called Zero Sugar, but it. I I, I thought it was like Pepsi Max, really, but you could. Yeah, there is a there. Pepsi Max that I remember. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I do, and I am. I am Pepsi over Coke, all the time. Mm. I'm not. I'm not a Coke guy. I'm. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm like. It doesn't yeah. even matter to me, kind of guy. But. Oh, I I love Pepsi. Something about it, the taste. Uh, but I got I, I I can't even tell you the last time I had like a regular Pepsi, because uh, when we go to Disneyland, if if I want, you know, if I'm, I don't want coffee in in the afternoon, but I just want like a little kick, Disneyland is Coke, so I get the Diet Cokes there. Um, but the other night we had I was listening to some Christmas records and decorating the house. And Denise made some, we have the Zevia cream mm-hmm. soda, which I, I like cream soda, not as much as root beer, but I like cream soda uh, and vanilla vodka in cream soda. And it tastes just like cream soda. Wow. Super dangerous. Cause I had two. <laughs> Cause I was like, I can't taste the alcohol. So yeah, it was, <laughs> it tasted like an enhanced cream soda is all it tasted like. <laughs> there you go all right last segment which is uh we're going to talk about some other free agents that are out there we we talked about correa last week we went over the the list of that twitter account that you had found that uh, had certain people going to the giants and i uh, looked at james Bowden's. he had he wrote a he wrote an article today i think it was today where he had all the targets on for every team. And the Giants have a lot of targets. Yeah. And so I want to go through all these targets with you. And I just want you to say that is somebody you really want them to sign. That is someone you could eh, take it or leave it. Or okay. just do not sign this person no matter what. That's okay. that's where I want to go with this. Now, like this obviously changes if you got judge or wh- whatever, but I, you know, we can't really we can't really look at it that way. I think we just have to look at it as uh, you know, if you if you get him, you get him and 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 we don't we can't say add this to the judge piece and and then it becomes let's just 
clean sheet here for these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's okay. just say unlimited resources. And I'm not going to say yes to every player just because <laughs> we have unlimited resources. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to take the first three off the board because I think uh, we talked about Correa last week. You were kind of like in the middle on him. Yeah. Obviously, we we're both in on Judge, and you're also a, a Turner fan, uh, like a lot yeah. of people. He he would be my number one, actually. If we got Trey Turner, and didn't get, you know, any of the other big names, I would be just as happy, I think, as if we got Aaron Judge. I'm kind of with you on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I I like, I like where he is, where he's at for our needs. Um, I like the way he plays the game. I'm a huge leadoff guy, you know, type of person. If we could get a, a guy like him who also has power, who also plays ridiculous defense, fantastic base runner. So, so that's actually personally, because again, we're fans of the team too. If I wanted to watch a guy play ball day in and day out, night after night, it, it would be Trey Turner for me personally. All right. I still suck at him. I still suck with him on, on MLB The Show. <laughs> okay. Um... I don't think I've ever gotten a hit with him. <laughs> so I got I to gotta try it. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Xander Bogarts. Uh, I would I, – I think – again, I, I'm kind of – I'm kind of torn on shortstops mm-hmm. right now. If if any of these players could play second base that are shortstops that you're going to name, I'll probably say yes. But with Xander Bogarts, I'll probably say, eh, I think I'd be I'd be happy with him, but I'll go in the middle on him. Darby Swanson. Or sorry, Darby. Dan's Darby. Darby Swanson. <laughs> Darbelina Swanson. Um <laughs> Dansby Swanson, uh, again, another one. Uh, if he brings Ron Swanson with him, <laughs> absolutely 100%. Uh, but but Dansby Swanson, again, another one, shortstop, you know, uh, strikes out a ton. Yeah, Not, Grant, Grant Brisby yeah. thinks he's kind of like the possibility of a future Aaron Rowland. That, that's, uh, yeah. that's his line. That's not favorable. So I'm going to go with no on him because there are, there are so many other shortstops I would put above him. All right. We talked about him a little bit last week. Mitch Hanniger. Mitch Hanniger, I'd be happy with. I like Mitch. We talked about him a tiny, tiny bit last time too. Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo, uh, again, I think I'd be happy with him. But, but again, only if they were sums of the parts but we're not doing that so so yes in general i these are guys i'd like to see in the lineup i'd like to see nimmo in the lineup okay we haven't talked about this guy at least i don't think andrew benintendi he has really fallen off um i'm gonna go with middle i i would i would take him but wouldn't be my top choice all right, we talked about this guy as well, just because the the Twitter account that you had tied him to us, Wilson Contreras. I would say yes on that. Um, again, if you could have a power stud catcher, good defensive catcher that Bart could still learn under, uh, and Bart could be the number two, I, I would like that. Jacob DeGrom. One-year deal. 
two-year deal, yes, absolutely. You got to deal. You got to. You got to put up with his injuries. That's yeah. the only thing. But when he is pitching, and he is healthy, holy moly, he's fun to watch. Justin Verlander. Uh, <laughs> do it. Uh, we get to see Kate Upton, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I would. I would be good with Verlander. I would be good with Verlander. I'll put him in the yes category. We, I mean, we need pitching. Yeah. So Carlos Rodon. Yeah, love to have him back. I mean, if they locked him up on a five-year deal after seeing what he can do, I, I'm good with that. That would be fun. It would be fun to have him back. Yeah. All right, uh, Chris Bassett. Uh, middle. Uh, there Again, there's other ones I'd much rather see ahead of him. Uh, the guy that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, Kodai Senga. Yeah, that's a tough one because when we broke him down on the show, it was kind of like at the end of breaking him down, I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't know. Money spent elsewhere, probably. So I'll, I'll say, I'll actually say no. First no. Of, that's of my first no. Only because, again, the unknown. We, we, we don't need the unknown right now, I don't think. I think we need players that have a track record. Um here in Major League Baseball, I, I think we really, really need that going into next season. Jamison Tellon. You know, what was his numbers last year? Because um, he ended up with the Yankees, right? I'll look him up. Jamison. Uh, Jamison. He... He has spent the last two seasons with the Yankees. Okay, that's what After the first four years of his career were with the Pirates. And, uh, yeah, you know, he was pretty pretty decent starter, but is not DeGrom or Verlander or Renault. No, 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 sure. no. And he, and he had that lights out 2018 from what I remember. We have 4.7 war. He was 14 and 10. Whip was 1.18, ERA was 3.20. But since then, he's been you know closer to four ERA, 4.10 ERA. Um, you know, I'll put him in the middle. I'll put him in the middle. I'd take him as a starter if he's looking for a, a two-year deal. I think I'd take him. And uh, yeah, I mean, he is 30. Would that make him 31? So I, I, for some reason, I thought he was a little bit younger than that. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right. So next on this list is Nathan Ivaldi. Hmm. He's one of those guys that I've picked up and dropped from my fantasy <laughs> team about eight hundred times. That's not a good sign. That's not a good <laughs> no, sign. No, it's for not. Young we we've got enough Nate Ivaldi type of pitchers right now. Uh, but again, I, I again middle. I think I think middle. I'd be happy. So I'd be happy only, if we got him. But. He's only a year younger than, or a year older, sorry, than Talon. But he's been in the major leagues for much longer. So yeah, starts with Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, then plays for um, Miami, and he's in Miami for a couple years. 
Then he goes to the Yankees. Then he goes to Boston. Like all, like he's already played for four teams and three of the biggest markets Jeez. in all of baseball in his young career. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he he didn't. Uh, you know, he was not great last year for sure. He was serviceable, yeah. but uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. When you, when you get to these guys, you kind of wonder. With the Giants, the way that they use their starting lineup, I mean, the I mean, their pitching rotation, guys like him, they're going to be like five and dive guys, you know? Yeah, and and, and that's, that's hard what, to watch. That's probably what we're going to see, especially if we get Trey Turner or Aaron Judge. I think the money on the pitching is going to be well. Nate Yavaldi is serviceable, <laughs> and we can lock him up for two years at you know six or seven million a year and kind of move on from there and build a pitching staff um, and then get more defense. Cause again, I, and then the giants don't, don't go out and say, this is the best pitcher. We're going to go get him. They say, this is the best ground ball guy. Now we have to build up our defense, especially up the middle Trey Turner uh, and then go from there. So, and again, if you get Aaron judge, you can, you, you know, kind of shore up your outfield with defense as well. I, I guess the thing that would be a positive or a pro on the Evaldi side is 2021 was his best overall year, especially when it came to strikeouts. Uh, so, and, and um, yeah, strikeouts and batting average was really solid batting average against. And the fact that he started 32 games, that's you're you're kind of hoping for that, and then last year he only started 20 games in uh, in 2019, which would have been the the last full season. He was kind of half and half. He was a half starter, half reliever. So very interesting guy, and so it's kind of kind of the resume that you would imagine that Farhan would be like, yeah, we can make that work. Yeah, exactly, and and I think especially when you look at the pitching staff you know that we currently have um uh, yeah i mean you, you kind of have to look at that and say that's the type of guy who the giants would easily sign uh, so talon yavaldi maybe another pitcher and that's most likely what you're going to see because you're not going to see a five seven year deal eight year deal for a yeah. pitcher that's just not what we're going to do. All right. Two more here. Kenley yeah. Jansen. We talked a little bit, a little bit about him last week. I think we both were like, as a setup guy, great. As yeah. a closer, maybe not as great, but we, that's why we have Duvall. Yeah, I, I am in on Kenley Jansen. If you can get him on a friendly deal uh, for a year or two, um, <clears throat> again, if you can get him on a one-year deal, and then July rolls around, things aren't happening. He goes to a contender, and uh, you get a, you get a couple of uh, prospects for him, or a prospect, and you know whatever else for him. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on Jansen for sure. All right, uh, last one would be someone we also talked about a little bit, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. Yeah, I think so. Uh, again, I mean, you know, I think Grant kind of swayed me with his article. I thought, okay, that's good. But but again, like he said too, 
He's not your first free agent that you sign. He's, he's, you know, when it's January, late January, early February, and you've kind of gotten your lineup together, but you're missing a piece or, you know, not something that's going to put you over the hump, but you need some, you know, some defense because the guys you got are offensive then yeah, Bellinger. So I'll put him, I'll put him more in the middle. All right. Uh, that was it for the exercise. And, Sweet. Uh, so we got a good team, right? Let's sign him. We do. We do have a very good team. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think we're done here. We got out a little bit early today, uh, which will allow us to do uh, a couple plugs here because we yeah. have this, this BSPN. We have this, uh, this uh, feed, this podcast feed. Brian and I took the week off last week just because our usual recording time was is Thursdays, and that was obviously Thanksgiving. And I think we're going to be back on Thursday. And the Warriors are actually playing a lot better than they were when we last recorded, so that's <laughs> a good thing. Uh, Rod and I were back last night talking the 49ers who beat the Saints uh, and are looking pretty good. They're not looking perfect. They're not. I don't. I don't feel like they're like. I would imagine Eagles fans and Cowboys fans are feeling a little bit better. Chiefs fans as well. But Niners are in that mix, like right underneath those guys. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We beat Dallas in the playoffs. I, I, would, I would put us above Dallas. But, uh, and and so, fun game. Niners won. Not, not, actually, not a fun game. It was more like a defensive <laughs> struggle. It really was. It was just like, man, yeah. you're you're really watching defense excel on both sides. Well, of the, you, did, of you didn't have to watch your third string quarterback without <laughs> their number one and two receiver go against the chiefs in Kansas city though. You talk about not fun. I mean, yeah, they held man. up, you know, they put up a fight at least, but I saw Robinson is out as well now. Yeah. So yeah. So our top two wide receivers are out. Uh, Aaron Donald now has a high ankle sprain. Uh, Stafford is out with a neck injury and concussion protocol. Uh, Cup, I, I mean, just you know, at this point, Rams fans are saying, "Shut them all down. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Let the kids play. Get some valuable experience because we're not getting a draft picked out of it. Um, that's going to the Lions. So right now, the Lions have our number three overall pick, which is fine um, because the, the Rams still pick in the second round. So they have a high second round pick, which, you know, usually you can package that with some other stuff and move into the first round if you really, really want to, but. Yep. But they hate draft picks. Yeah. That's them picks. Uh, and we also have the YouTube channel, which, uh, we have all of the live streams of these shows up there and all you could watch them on replay. And we have clips of our shows. We kind of take a segment from each show and, and put it as a, as its own clip. You know, if Jimmy Garoppolo played for the Giants, we'd get major hits on on, on some of these Giants clips. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Aaron Judge does pretty well though. Well, uh, yeah. when you clip out Aaron Judge. I think for for this from this show, we will probably clip out the judge report uh, as a clip for the show for sure. And, uh, and yeah, so subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the uh, BSPN feed and uh, all of our socials. You can find us at Thompson to Clark. Uh, and then on, on uh, Instagram, uh, we are under BSPN shows because uh, we, we switched the Instagram. So 
Uh, before we get out of here, we'll we'll give one more. We'll give one more judge judge report. Hopefully, hoping that uh, we bring it back next week, unless he signs with the Giants. If he signs with the Giants, we no longer have to do this again. But we'll. we'll... Gotta, gotta use it. The, the, the 10 minutes it took me to make that. We had to use it two times. Well, uh, so if if Judge signs with the Giants and we do a breaking news <laughs> yeah, there podcast, we go. we're using that. You there we gotta go. use it. There we go. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. All right. So uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We will be back next week and it will already be December. The year has flown by. Jeez. Uh, all right. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace. This is Colin Kelly from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast Network. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. And over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team podcast network and business operations, now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire Invest round or want to find out more information go to wefunder.com forward slash blue wire everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.